Hey everyone, welcome to the Razor Web Design Wire Podcast with Matt Reed. The Razor Web Design Wire Podcast with Matt Reed. Hey everyone, episode 22 today, and I am talking to you guys about common lingo jargon terms you'll hear from web designers, web developers. So I've got the top 10 ones here that I um, refer to or hear people refer to and ask me about often. Most people who come to me go, I've got no clue about computers or websites or any of this. You need to do it. And that's why we're here. So obviously uh, my job wouldn't really be around if people knew everything about um, websites and computers, obviously. So I'm going to talk to you guys about the top 10. So let's get into it. Number 10 is plugins. What are plugins? Plugins are features that go into your website. So they're basically plugging on to the base site itself. Now the base site, the base website's generally pages with a menu. If you want a contact form, that's generally going to be a plugin. If you want a shopping cart, it's a plugin. If you want a booking form, it's a plugin. If you want a credit card, it's a plugin. You get the drift. They're plugins. They're plugging into the existing site and giving you that extra functionality. Uh, plugins are mostly used in soft uh, in CMS systems like WordPress. Um, our system, for example, we custom code plugins. You could say uh, for our clients. So that's plugins. Number nine is a database or a database, however you want to say, however you want to say it. So a database obviously is a collection of tables of data. To put it plainly, it's basically a collection of spreadsheets. And each spreadsheet or database table has rows or col- uh, columns, I should say, sorry. Um, and those columns might be different things from what's the uh, name of the customer, what's their email, what's their postal address, what's their city, what's their postcode, those are columns. And then each customer is a row. So just like a spreadsheet, you have columns with all the different fields, and then you've got rows for each actual record. So a customer's a record, a product's a record. Every record is stored in a database. And to have a good dynamic site, especially if it's e-commerce, you need a database. Otherwise, you're not really going to get too far. Okay, number eight, template. What is a template? A template is basically a pre-coded, pre-designed look and feel that you basically then customize with your brand, your colors, your fonts, um, and make that template suit your brand. Now, companies like mine, for example, and other web design companies who are more high-end, they generally design their own templates for each customer. However, if you're new to it and you're doing it yourself, then you'll probably go and find a a cheap or affordable or even free um, WordPress template, for example, and pick the one that best suits you or your audience and then go, okay, I can now buy that for 20 bucks and I can put my logo on it, make it look good. Um, We don't tend to use templates a lot. But that's what they are. So if someone says I'm giving you a template, you can know you can tell that they're using something that's pre-built by someone else. And um, yeah. So number seven is WordPress. Now there's now WordPress is a content management system or a CMS. So a bit of a double whammy there for you guys. A CMS is a content management system, and WordPress is a type of CMS, just like um, BMW is a type of car or Apple's the type of phone. So WordPress is an open source content management system and basically what it does is it allows you to change your website yourself, um, add content to it, change pages, things like that. Now my system that I built um, is also a CMS and it's called Zulu. 
So WordPress is obviously very well known and it's worldwide and it's used by, I think, last time I checked, 20% of the websites in the world use WordPress. I might be wrong on that one, but it's definitely a massive figure. Um, so if, if more than likely you're going to hear that word probably more than any other CMS out there. Just quickly, other CMS names, you might have heard of them. They're Joomla, Drupal, Silverstripe, uh, Magento if you're shopping online. So that's what WordPress is. Number six is hosting. So in one of my previous episodes I talk about hosting. You've got domain names and you've got hosting. So your domain name is the letterbox, your hosting's the house. You've got to have a letterbox for mail or for traffic, let's say, to get to the house. For people to get to the house, they need the mailbox address. That's what the domain name is. The hosting's the house. You can't have one or the other. You've got to have both. So hosting is basically a computer up in the cloud. Well, you know, not in the cloud realistically, but you know, in a data center, it's a computer. It's got your website on it. You pay for it monthly. You pay for it yearly. Um, it's generally not free unless it's really, uh, well, if it's free, it's probably very slow and unreliable. <laughs> so that's hosting. Number five is analytics. Uh, now, when I refer to analytics, I'm most likely referring to Google Analytics, or I'm gen- sorry, I'm generally re- referring to Google Analytics. Um, and analytics is basically statistics. So website st- statistics. If you're building a new website, or you're making your own one, you want to have statistics. So analytics are basically um, a product from Google, I should say Google Analytics, that you can use for free. You can plug into your website for free, as long as you know how to do it, and track users on your website. So it's very important you do have some sort of analytical or statistics sort of software on your website so you can track who is coming to it and where they're from, what they're searching, and what pages they're on, because that all helps you gauge what's the best uh, parts of your site and what you can improve on. Now we're halfway through the list and um, making our way down to number four now, social media. Now most of you probably not social media is, but some people still aren't fully aware of it. So social media is different platforms in which people can interact and share content um, individual to inv- individual, but also more commonly now also business to business and business to consumer. So I can have a Facebook profile, obviously you would have all heard of Facebook, I have a Twitter profile, an Instagram profile, even a Snapchat profile now is getting more popular. So I can post multimedia content or text content onto that uh, that page and uh, get attention from the public, obviously, and get a following, build my business through that and refer them back to my website or back to my landing page or back to my other social media platforms if I use them. So social media is a good complement to your website. Now, if you're in an industry, let's say you're in the oil industry and you're dealing with big oil companies, you probably don't need a social media page, really, except for your public sort of profile. But um, you know, if you're a massage therapist or you're a restaurant, you should definitely have a Facebook page and an Instagram page, for example. Number three is AdWords. Uh, AdWords refers basically to um, search engine marketing sort of stuff, so Google Ads, Google AdWords. They're basically at the top of every page. You'll see a little green symbol saying ad. Those are Google Ads, and you pay per click for those ads. So in a competitive industry, you'll pay more per click, whereas if you're in a less competitive industry, you'll pay less. 
You also pay per click dependent on how good your ad is and how relevant it is to the user and obviously how people are using it. So if your ad is um, well written and your landing page is well written and the keywords are relevant to the ad, then you're going to pay less. So the goal with Google Ads is to basically to get people to click on your website, click on your ad, sorry, go to your website and inquire. Now generally I like to say if you can get around 10% of the people that click on the ad to inquire, that is a good return. But then obviously you've got to make sure out of that 10%, you also get those people to actually convert into a job. So at the end of the day with, with AdWords and other forms of paid advertising, I generally like to say, okay, if you've spent $100 in a month and you've got one job and the job netted you $200, then you've got to say, okay, well I spent 100 bucks um, to get the job and I only made 200 in which 100 that was actually cost, um, yeah, it doesn't really make it worth it. So if you paid $100 and you got a, you know, let's say you're a builder and you got a $20,000 renovation, um, I'm pretty sure you'll be happy spending 100 bucks to get a 20 grand job. So that's that's the sort of key things to consider with Google Ads. I do a whole episode on it, so go and listen to it, guys. Um, don't know the number off the top of my head, but if you look back through from my previous episodes, number two is mobile responsiveness or mobile friendly, as you might know. So back in the day, we used to have two sites. We'd have a website for our desktops and we'd have a mobile website. That's sort of gone now. We don't have that anymore. Now what we have is a responsive website. So the website responds to the device you're on. What I mean by that is basically if you're on an iPad, if you're on a desktop, if you're on your Samsung Galaxy, whatever it might be, S3, S5, whatever number they're up to now, you're going to have the site respond to it. So basically what I mean by that is it fits down to the screen size. You don't have to pinch and zoom and squint and fiddle around trying to find out information. It responds to the site. It fits nicely on there. Um, just like an app would, if, um, if, you, if that makes sense. So a responsive website is a good website. You need a, if, you, if you're making a website nowadays and it's not responsive, um, it's a little bit crazy. <laughs> you need to make sure it's responsive, especially because so many people now use their phones. Um, you might think, oh, well, I don't use my phone. I go on my computer or I go on my tablet. Well, no, sorry. Uh, a lot of people use their phones. Now, me, I like using my computer. I don't, I hate sort of, messing around on my phone but when you look at the analytics back to point five you'll see that most likely half or more of your users are on mobile so you've got to make sure your website's mobile friendly otherwise you're gonna miss out and i'm telling you that right now uh now number one is seo you probably would have guessed i would have said that seo you've probably heard of it before you probably already know what it is but if you don't it's search engine optimization so there's two of them generally search engine optimization and search engine marketing search engine marketing or sem is similar to google adwords and other forms of advertising seo is search engine optimization you are optimizing your website to work and come up better on a search engine in terms of your uh, position and your position or your ranking on a search. Now there are so many factors behind what gets you up on Google, what gets you higher up. Obviously if you pay you're going to get higher up but most people want to sort of get up there without paying anything. So SEO is is basically broken into two sections, so on-page SEO and off-page SEO. On-page is basically optimizing your website itself adding content, 
you know, enhancing the code, enhancing the layout, and adding all these sort of different bits of technology you can add to sort of improve the site's uh, readability and access by Google, and also off-page SEO, which is more related to creating backlinks and directory listings and uh, even like things like blog articles on other sites linking back to you. That's all off-page, so it's off the website done externally. So people generally get the misconception that SEO is a, you know, oh, I'll do a month of SEO and my site will be number one on Google and that's it and I won't have to spend a dollar anymore. That's not correct, uh, unfortunately. It is. It is. It can be to a degree if you're lucky, if you're not in a competitive industry, but if you're in an industry that's competitive, if you're a builder, for example, or you're a lawyer or you're a, you know, whatever, a restaurant or something, and you're competitive, everyone's competitive, they're all going to be doing SEO as well. So if you do SEO and you get up the top there and you say, that's it, I've spent my money, I'm going to put that in the bank and <laughs> not have to spend any more money on my SEO, Unfortunately, you'll probably find yourself slowly trickling back down to where you were before, or if not worse. So obviously, SEO is an ongoing thing, and you won't see results generally for a couple of months, if not six months. So please, guys, if you do consider SEO, keep that in mind. Make sure you figure out the cost ongoing. You know, it might be 300 bucks a month, and that's a lot of money. Or it might even be 500 Some people charge quite a lot of money for this service. So, you know, six months times 600 that's $3,600. So you might go, okay, well, that's quite a lot of money for six months to actually get some decent results. Maybe I'm better spending that on following up my existing client list or sending my clients gifts who refer me clients often, um, doing a bit of the old-fashioned stuff. Um, that goes sort of against what we speak about here. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's trying to find, obviously, what's the, best, what's the best way to go. Or you might just think, I'll put that $3,600 in Google Ads um, and maybe I'll just do a bit of SEO every now and then once a month, just little bits and pieces and not do the full-blown package. So that's 10 lingo terms for you guys to sort of work through. Um, if you're building a website, uh, look them up and sort of get a bit more understanding of them or listen to some of my other episodes, I cover off several of these. Um, if you're dealing with a web designer, now you should know what I'm talking about, well, you should know what they're talking about, sorry. So. Hope you, hope you guys find that helpful um, and yeah I'll set, set up some more episodes soon on more uh, different bits of lingo and terms and other sort of things to consider when building a website and marketing your website to make it the best it can be so it's Matt from Ray's Web Design Why Podcast join me again next time cheers that was the Razor Web Design Wire Podcast with Matt Reed. Matt Reed. For more, visit razorweb.co.nz.